from the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a Good Karma Brands radio station. 2023, a momentous year. The year ESPN 1000 turns 25. A quarter century spent with Chicago sports fans. And a lot of great moments through those 25 years. In conjunction with those great moments, we had to find a great partner. And so we did. Great Clips presents the 25 greatest moments in Chicago sports during the history of ESPN 1000. Number 25. That's right. We uh, are very excited. We had a, a, a great meeting. It's a good way to sum things up. I thought it went swimmingly as well. Usually when you get into a good sports conversation, there's some bickering back and forth. There was no bickering. Today. Right, right. I was going back. You are right about that. The planning meeting for us today, and how we had two meetings about this. Like First, we, we did a whole, hey, let's throw some moments against the wall, see which ones stick. <laughs> Come up with a big list. Let's narrow it down to 25. And today was the ranking day. Yeah. I was going back to the Great Clips meeting that we had with the people that we love from Great Clips. And we were brainstorming, what can we do this year uh, with some moments or with some things that we've done? We've played Great Clips in the past. Uh, we've gone around the room. We've done Find the Great. Mm-hmm. And because it's our 25th year anniversary when this radio station started, I believe, October 1st, 1998, we decided, look, let's let's weave this all together with our 25th year anniversary. This is right up your alley, too, because you've got a brain like a, a mind like a steel trap when it comes to sports memories. Well, I feel like when you've lived it, it's easier to remember it. It's, it's one thing when you're reading them in a history book. To memorize stuff. Yeah. But when you've been there and you've lived it as a sports fan, you've been in front. Like, Meller, me, and Tyler, and even you, with some of these memories, we're talking about a lot of these moments, you remember where you were. And I think this is one of those yes. that we're going to play here at 25. Yeah. That you remember where you were. Where you were when they happened. And that's like... That's a big test. Um, like when you, you, I was here. I remember being here. I remember that it was this kind of day. I remember the feeling that I had. I remember how buzzed I was. I remember who I was with. I always tell you about the, you know, the moment about the Bartman game and everything like that. What was going through my mind on, on game six and everything. But these are not the the most memorable moments no. over the last 25 years. That's why you won't see a Steve Bartman no. on this list. This is the greatest moment, sports moments in the last 25 years. In the last 25 According years. According to us. And yes. by us, I mean as a team. Yes. This but, was a five-man squad. Yes. We had a five-man weave working on Yes, yes. So, Dan, so the, the, the people who voted on this, uh, Waddle and me. Along with Tyler Aki, Jeff Miller, Danny Zetterman. I leaned heavily on you because, as you know, my memory isn't great. 
and yours is good on these fronts. Right, right. I don't know how many people's names you remember, but sporting events and sporting is, yes. accomplishments. There are moments where my brain is very fuzzy with a name recall these days, but I can remember moments like this. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Or like you you mentioned Chris Boniel on Friday, and I tell you, hey, Chris Boniel kicked for the Bears briefly. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't have any recollection of that how, at all. How, I how does that, how do I not remember somebody's name? But yet, I remember the Chris Boniel kick for the Bears in 1999. Is your sports weird? In a good way. So, in a good way. Yeah. So, uh, yes. So, thank you to Great Clips. I brought Mason to Great Clips the other day. And Saturday. Saw you yeah. showed me a picture. We got it. Do you know, like, for a, a cleanup? We did a cleanup. Nine bucks. It's awesome. Nine bucks he for a cleanup. Too. He's growing the hair out and back. He wants. You bet it. Your sweet ass he is. All business in the front and party in the back, just like Lance McCullers does it. That's how he's, he he wants to have a life. Of course. He, I want to grow he's my gonna hair He's going to get a perm, too, isn't he? He's going to perm the back. As soon as he gets long enough, he's going to perm it up. I hope Do you know not. we had guys that used to use... Cap tells this story as well. Oh, Cap, you know it a perm back in the day. <laughs> no, what he had was he used to talk about back in his football days, back at Hamlin or wherever he was... He'd grow his hair like he'd get the, the mullet in the back and then use a curling iron so that it would wrap up around the top of it. like to, So the hair would go out and then kind of curl back up over the back of his helmet. That's so, that's so cap. It's very weird. That's so cap. If anyone on, at the station used a curling iron, my money would have been on cap. If I, you know what? I, I can almost, you know, my, my memory about this list of 25, not so good. My memory about odd things like that, yeah. not bad. Okay. So... At number 25. And, like, we're using singular moments and we're also zooming out, too, to incorporate a singular moment. And uh, I, I, I want to say that, like, uh, this, if it happened in a series, the series could boost the entire moment that we zoom in on to make the the moment even greater. Do you by know the, what I mean? By the way, we made the rules, so yeah, the, we the, we're, 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 yeah. we're doing this the way we want to do this. And, and what the rules are, we don't know. They're, we'll they're, make them they're up they're as we go right. Yeah, and you'll have to just roll with them. We'll roll. And if you miss any day. Uh, they will be posted. Where are they going to be posted? On the Waddle and Sylvie page on Instagram? So they're going to be on Twitter, um, and they'll also be on YouTube as well. What on about, ESPN are we going to put a tile up on any of the Instagram pages? Yeah, we can make that happen, Let's too. Let's do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like, we've counted down stuff before. Yeah. I don't know on which page, whether it's the ESPN Chicago page, pick a page, any page, and then we'll get that out to the people. All right, so number 25 today. And we'll do one a week for the next 25 weeks. We're going to we're going to we're going to Yeah, we're going to we're going to draw Settle this thing in. out. Yeah. So uh, number 25, we go back all the way back to 2009. Rebound by Rondo with all kinds of congestion inside Rondo with his seventh rebound. Well, can the Celtics free up either Ray Allen or Paul Pierce? The Bulls have their defense loaded to guard those guys. Can they free up one of those guys for a shot? It's Pierce. Simmons fights through a screen. No one after the way. Galloping with Pierce. has just fallen out of the game. Joe Kim Noah has just given the Chicago Bulls a two-point lead with his eighth point tonight with a quick defensive play at the other end. How about the speed of the big man, Paul Pierce? You see Joe Kim Noah get a passing lane. 
the speed, though, of Joakim Noah, the concentration. What a play. Noah with his first points in the paint in overtime. And we finish it up with this free throw. Big, big play. Huge. Timeout Boston. They have two left. Joakim Noah on a huge stage in front of a national audience with the steel, the gallop, and the sledgehammer. Noah nine. Chicago on top by three. Game six, 2009. In a first-round series between the Bulls and Celtics that would go seven games. And overtime was a common theme in that series. By the way, that was Doug, wasn't it? It was it, two of my favorite. I mean, it's it's Kevin Harlan and Doug Collins, who I hope is listening right now in, you, in his backyard in yeah. Scottsdale. We love Doug Collins. Should be in Basketball's Hall of Fame for all of the accomplishments as a player, as an Olympian, as a coach, as a broadcaster, and all of his contributions to the National Basketball Association. And, and yeah, like it's the Bulls lost that series, but that triple overtime game, that moment when Joe Kim Noah and really his arrival when he became such an important player on the Chicago Bulls. And him going the length of the floor as a center dribbling and them winning that game six against, I believe the Celtics were the defending champions. Kevin Garnett was out. But as you read, you, you were doing it. It is ranked as one of the best series in NBA history. Some believe that it's the best playoff series in NBA history. Or at least it would get some votes. And by the way, game one was an overtime game. Obviously, Bulls won that. Uh, game four. Four was a double overtime. Bulls won that. Game five was an overtime game. Celtics won that. And then, obviously, the three overtimes in game six, the Bulls won that one. So four overtime games in a series. Four overtimes of the seven. The other piece of history besides that triple overtime win that you heard from the exact moment, and we can encapsulate the entire seven-game series, Derrick Rose, his first playoff game was game one against the Celtics. And he scored 36 points in game one. At the time, that tied Lou Alcindor, because that, that was his, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's name as a rookie, for the most points in a playoff debut by a rookie in NBA history. He also had 11 assists in that game. Yes. So, like, there's so much history to go into that. So all the Bulls' legendary moments in their history, and remember, this is... Only in the 25 years. So that's where we start number 25. Game 6 specifically, that series as a whole, brings it up and makes it 25. Um, We all remember where we were. I was supposed to go to a party that night at Ghost Bar. Um, I lived above Ghost Bar at the time, above the restaurant 9. Did you put your stonewashed jeans on? Uh, I didn't have stonewashed. No. But at the time, because of your influence, I was drinking scotch. You bet. Yes. And I was very nervous, and the game was going longer because it was a triple overtime game. And so I poured myself a scotch towards the end of the game. And then as it went into overtime, I had to have another glass of scotch. Started drinking them like beers. And then the next thing I knew, I I was like four or five scotches in, and I, I couldn't go out at the end of the night. I was completely hammered, but I also had Bulls euphoria after they just 
tied the series against the Celtics 3-3 going to a game seven. You know, I was in a car in Cincinnati driving around with my father, I believe. That's where I believe. Were you just driving around? Well, we were, we were, obviously, we were back in Cincinnati. We were going to see family members. And I believe that's where I was for that game. I, remember, I believe we were trying to get out of that. I was, you know, we, we had stopped and we were going to go into somewhere. But I sat in the car to listen to it. But, like, crazy. Just crazy. Where were you, Tyler? Were you junior high? He was I, in uh, his was, crib. Yeah, I, I was 12 years old. And I really old. mean his crib. I was 12 years old at the time. I remember my entire family, we were gathered in the basement watching it. And it got to a point where I was getting superstitious, where I could not move. If I moved, I was going to somehow disrupt the balance of the universe and make the Bulls lose. So I remember I was sitting still, just watching this game. And then at the end of the game, after they had won, I stood up and I almost fainted because I hadn't moved in almost like you almost fainted. 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I remember that game. That's one of like my, my core childhood sports memories is this game. Yeah. Do you have four scotches too, like Sylvie, uh, at the I, age of 12? I had like uh, with the way my blood was flowing, probably the equivalent. Meller, you're not the biggest Bulls fan. Do you remember this well? I remember exactly where I was because You're on a ski trip. I was celebrating my second wedding anniversary with my oh. wife. It was April 30th, 2009. We were married on May 3rd, 2007. So we had a weekend getaway. Back when you would, you know, second anniversary, we're going away for the weekend to celebrate that anniversary. So we were in New York. I was actually attending my first Broadway musical, South Pacific. <laughs> And as the game was unfolding, I was staring at my phone the entire time. Now, this is before video streams on your phone were easily accessible. I could watch the game on the ESPN GameCast, which I did virtually the entire first half of the uh, the play. But then I had to go home and watch all the highlights. Right. They could have won it a couple of different times, and they didn't. Um, I was just so nervous. And it was, again... Like, there were a lot of things that we had to cut out. You'll, at the end of this feature, when we get hit number one, we're going to list you all the things that we wanted to include, but we couldn't include. Because we also wanted to sort of spray the infield and hit a lot of different moments um, that actually won't make the list. This was one that we really wanted to make the list. Because, I mean, just listen. And li- a lot of people who were there will say, this is one of the times for a Bulls game that it was the loudest since Michael played. There were a couple times when Derek played with the 2010-11 Bulls where it got very loud, too. But listen to the roar as Joakim goes end-to-end. Rebound by Rondo with all kinds of congestion inside Rondo with his seventh rebound. Well, can the Celtics free up either Ray Allen or Paul Pierce? The Bulls have their defense loaded to guard those guys. And they free up one of those guys for a shot. It's Pierce. Simmons fights through a screen. No one after the way. Galloping with Pierce. Listen has just fallen out of the game. Joe Kim Noah has just given the Chicago Bulls a two-point lead with his eighth point tonight with a quick defensive play at the other end. How about the speed of the big man, Paul Pierce? You see Joe Kim Noah get a passing lane. Paul Pierce should have let this go. He's no 
such a great moment. Do you remember what else happened in that game? Do you remember the different events, different things? I would think you, well, when I mentioned these to you, I'm sure you remember. You mentioned Derek's, you know, how, how he played. First of all, do you know who the starting five? For well, the bo- this is good because I was going to, I was about to bring it up in the pre-show and then I didn't because I wanted to save it for the year. One of the unsung heroes on that team in that series was John Salmons. Yeah. Remember, Lou Aldang did not play in that in that series. He was out for the year, I want to say, with a wrist in. He had a broken wrist, I want to say. And the Bulls, it was one of the Gar Pax's better trades. They go to Sacramento and they get this guy, John Salmons, who fit into the team perfectly. And he was one of our favorite players. Yeah. And, and he was Gordon, part of the starting five. And, and Ben Gordon went off in that entire series. I want to say in that double overtime win at the United Center earlier in the series, Ben had a great game where he may have scored 40 or something like that. Okay, so you got Salmons. Right. You also have and Derek. Kirk, Kirk Heinrich is the other guard. No. Ben Gordon was. It was Derek Rose, Ben Gordon, John Salmons. Tyrus Thomas and Joe King. Noah. Okay, where was where was Kirk? Was Kirk, Kirk was on the play? Or was was there? In fact, Kirk. Remember, it says we can't forget Kirk Heinrich going right at Rajon Rondo right. at they the end of the him. first quarter. Yes, and by the way, Ray Allen had fifty one in that game. Yes, I mean remember Kevin Garnett's like on the bench. He's out. and he is mfing everybody from the bench. Do you remember all the trash that he was talking? And do you remember who else is on the Celtics bench? Diagram in the defense. Was it Tibbs? Tibbs. Yeah. It's John Paxson looking over at Tibbs, saying, "When I've, when, as soon as I can fire this clown Vinny Del Negro, I'm going to hire Tibbs as my next head coach. Then I'm going to argue with him, and then I'm going to fire him. And then I'm going to hire Fred Hoiberg, Jim uh, in Libertyville. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jim? Hey guys, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. perfectly. Picking up my kids from the bus. So sorry about that. No worries. Um, anyway, short story about that series, which was epic. I was li- living in Wrigleyville at the time, and I believe Game One was was the obviously the epic Derrick Rose game. Um, I believe the Cubs were playing the Cardinals that weekend. So living in Wrigleyville, everything was going bonkers. It was early in the Cubs season. Everyone was going crazy. I remember this drunk guy living across the street from me in, in Wrigleyville that had a TV outside, and we were walking past, and he was watching the the game and kept on saying, legend, legend, every time Derrick Rose scored a point, and it stuck with us for a while. And then, fast forward to game six, I was actually in Key West for my bachelor party. Um, right. So we were in Key West. We had the entire bar going bonkers as Joakim stole the ball and tied the game. Um, it was like, as you guys said, it was such a memorable series. Too bad they lost, but yeah. it, it remains, in my mind, as one of the most epic series all time. Yeah. By the way, you mentioned John Salmons. He played 59 minutes in that game and scored 35 points. Yes, yes. Can you click on uh, – I've got it too. I want to click on uh, the double overtime game. Which one was that? I'm trying to think. What, what, what game was the double overtime game? I think it might have been game four. Let me see. Yeah, game One, four. 121. Because mm-hmm. I want to see what. Uh, yeah, that was game four. Because Gordon had a really big game in one of them. 
Yeah, uh, he scored 22 in he that game. 42 in game two. Okay, 42 in game two. That, that's the game. And they lost that game, too. And then in game seven, the Bulls got actually lost by 10, and Ben Gordon had 33 in that game. Jordan and Maravell, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, uh, Jordan? What's going on, guys? Yeah, I was at that game, man. That was one of the best moments as far as a, a, a Bulls fan um, being at a game I've ever had. And, um, and I, I remember we, we were a little late coming into the game, but the first thing that we heard when we walked into the game was the F.U. Rondo chant. You know, it, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it was insane. Um, but I was telling the producer, I'm, su- I'm surprised you guys didn't use the, uh, the, the Chuck Swirsky uh, uh, call on that. That was a that was a that was a great call he he made on that uh, on that play as well. Uh, we could we could look for it, but uh, we love the the Harlan Doug Collins, Doug Collins call. Yeah, yeah, those are our guys too. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. It, we were not unanimous on what number one was. That's the only hint I'll give you. What number? What will be number one? We will go through the weeks, one a week for the next 25 weeks. And just because the radio station started October 1st, 1998, it doesn't mean that's where the sports moment starts. If a sports moment happened from 1998 on, we're going last 25 years. This goes from all of 1998 through 2023. Those are where the moments are. Those 25 years. Um, 312-332-3776. Tangles with uh, yes. number 25? Yes. I yeah. got the Do you remember box. this yeah. part, too? This was in the first quarter when Rondo and Heinrich yes. uh, had their little tussle, too, at the, the scorer's table. Yes. That's, is it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was great. Fantastic. And that's when Kirk Heinrich could defend. Yeah. yeah. And he'd get after you. You he, liked him then, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. He was overrated, like I always felt was as Carm, a scorer. Was Carm the big Kirk Heinrich fan? Didn't was there someone that you oh, used to Captain argue with? No, no, you know he would argue with me about my Ben Gordon love. Oh, I, I always thought Ben Gordon was yeah. the man. I loved Ben Gordon. He's like Sylvie. He's he's too small. He can't handle the ball. He can't defend. He had moments. He had moments. He, had moments. he was a nice like player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 312-332-3776. Robert Mays is going to join us, talk some football. Is Aaron Rodgers going to get dealt? That was another thing to come out of the weekend. We'll continue to talk about some of the great moments from the NFL weekend, and Waddle's World is next. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. So much to get to. Waddle's World's brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us, member FDIC. First of all, I got a story for you for you here. Want to see how you would respond to this, okay? Yeah. This has been a topic of conversation here on the big show. Is that what are, you, are we well, going the to the big, big show, show now? Yeah. It's a big show today. It'll be a big show tomorrow. It'll be another big show on Wednesday. McDonald's customer mistakenly given bag containing thousands of dollars in cash instead of food. Oh. And McDonald's in Indiana. That's a happy meal. 
That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. You know what? Ding! You get you. You know what? You point. get a yeah. You get a point for funny jokes. We should keep track. Instead of the good question, funny lines. And we all have to. We all have to agree that it was funny. It was humorous. You would get. You'd get a. You get a check from me. For okay. that. Not like a cash check, but like just check mark. That was good. I'd be happy. That was really good. And it stopped me in my track. I'm not gonna say I wasn't expecting it, but it was in me. I don't know why it just made me laugh. A McDonald's in Indiana accidentally gave a customer a bag of cash instead of his order when he went to pick up his food. The customer identified as Josiah Vargas received thousands of dollars in cash instead of the sausage McMuffin he had ordered. According to a video, uh, video he posted on TikTok, Vargas is seen in the video pulling small plastic bags of cash out of the McDonald's bag. What is this? Why would they do this? He asked in the video. He then wondered what he should do with the bag of money. Why would you guys do this to me? You know how bad I want this money, he asked during the clip. Although he admits he was tempted to keep it, Vargas is eventually seen in the video walking back into McDonald's to return the cash. He said he returned the money to the fast food chain because... He is a good person. Yes, that's a setup, too. McDonald's employees could be heard on the video expressing their gratitude and relief when he returned the money. Oh, my God, look at that. I really want to give you a hug. One of the employees said he was actually rewarded for returning the cash. Uh, They gave him $200 in free McDonald's for a month. Oh, come on. You got to give him some cash. They did, $200. In McDonald's coupons, right? No, they gave him $200 in cash and free McDonald's for a month. Okay, good, good. Okay, I thought you meant $200 for McDonald's. Okay. Free McDonald's for okay. a month. Okay. What well, would you have done if they you ordered a, a sausage McMuffin and you went through the drive-thru and they actually gave you a bag of cash? I feel like you're on a candid camera type show. I feel like it's a setup and they're looking to get you. Like someone's looking Wouldn't that at the entrapment though. Could they really? I don't. I'm not a well, lawyer. Well, not but... like McDonald's. You're like, what's that show? We used to watch this show, and I forgot what channel it's on. What would you do? With John Quinones, I'm John Quinones, and he would come out of the corner oh, and he's yeah. like, and he would act like everyone knows who John Quinones is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, he's one of the anchors or one of the correspondents on 2020. He's awesome. Yeah, and he, and it would they'd all be setups, and like they'd have actors playing roles, and then they'd want to see what innocent bystanders would do. Yeah, and I feel like that's some sort so of you a think setup. That- yes. Like, they're, they're trying to get you. So you would give the money back because you thought John yes. Quinones yes. was going to walk out and embarrass you. Not because it's the right thing to do. Yes. Yes. You giving the money back, boys? Probably not. No. Take and run. I find that. I don't believe that's the case. Mallor, what are you doing? Yeah, I, Tyler, I think you're giving it back. Yeah. You think I don't I'm believe- giving it back? You're no, saying no, Mellor's you're- busy getting a big hockey story right Yeah, a big hockey update going on. How much cash was handed over? You tell me when that story's it's ba- ready. It's too, bags okay? of money. I know. Can I get a figure? What's the bags of money? thousands of dollars. I don't think it had an exact that, figure in the story. Does it say thousands of dollars? Right? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a couple pull, bags. Pull the question. What's the difference? If you, if you got thousands it. of dollars from McDonald's, would you return it? What do you think? What do you think I our listeners would fact, say? I'd love the fact. I would bet better than fifty percent are returning it because it's not theirs. I don't know if it's because they're afraid that that, that they've been marked. What's his name? Quinones is jumping out behind a door to say, "We set you up." Yes, but I'm John Quinones. John Quinones. You did the right thing. 
Kirby G. Another straight. There's a lot of football I, I to get like, to. I like the nonsense first. I, there's there's I a lot of football to get to, but how do you like that? Man farts during police strip search, and he's given 75 hours of unpaid work. Wait a minute. A UK man has been sentenced after deliberately farting in the face of a police officer after he was asked to bend over during a strip search. What about how do you know it was deliberate? Because he said, how you like that? Uh-huh. How you like me now? Stuart Cook, 28, of Aberdeen, was arrested at the scene of a crash and taken back to the station where he committed the vile act, asking an officer, how do you like that? As he farted in their general direction. What is that? Like, is that, uh, uh, would that be assault? What What is that considered? I... What is that? That's a good question. Like, what was he charged with? Like, what do you get charged with? Aberdeen Sheriff's uh, Court heard that Cook screamed expletives and puffed out his chest towards officers as he was being taken back to, this st- back to the station. He had been smoking a cannabis joint at the time and felt police overreacted in the way they dealt with him. He became increasingly upset with him and acted in the manner in which he did. Sheriff Ian Wallace ordered him to carry out 75 hours of unpaid work. I don't know what they got him for, though. That's Illegal use of your ass? <laughs> That's a point for Whoa, you. I got one. <laughs> Wait, you guys are trailing one, one. one, one. Here we go. Mellard, you got that big hockey story ready? Oh, there's uh, been a big shakeup, yes, inside the hockey so, Mellard, world. So, Mellard, what would you say? I just got a text from Pat Boyle who said, hey, guys, you got to, there's been a big, uh, there's something going on in the NHL, and you guys got to, you guys got to make yourself aware of this. So, Mellor, right? Yeah, so, I mean, everybody knows when you need hockey news, the first place you go well, is you the hockey here. show. You come here. No, first you go to the hockey show hosted by Pat well, this Boyle. This is the hockey show. And yeah. Bars, That's the Bars hockey Chief. show. This is the, the hockey like show. the Ohio Correct. State University. So, yes. The hockey show can be heard on Saturdays on ESPN 1000, or you can catch it on the ESPN Chicago app, which I always check out. But, of course, from time to time, when there's breaking hockey news and it's not a Saturday and you need to know what's going on in the world of pucks, well, that's when I turn to Fox 5 in D.C. for the latest news on the Vancouver Canucks. Former Washington Capitals coach Bruce Boudreaux has been fired by the Vancouver Can- Canucks. The team announced the change Sunday, less than a week after president of hockey operations Jim Rutherford said major surgery was needed to fix the Canucks. Rick Tukid was hired as Bodro's replacement. That's how we do hockey. <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. That's how we do hockey. <laughs> Bruce Bodro And Rick Tukid. Rick Tukid was hired. Canucks. Major surgery it. was needed to fix the Canucks. Major surgery was needed. <laughs> what, what, what was she going for there? <sighs> I think she, I have to believe she was, that was a direct quote from Jim Rutherford, the man who oversaw the uh, firing of Bruce Boudreaux and the hiring of Rick Tukid was hired. Yes. Yes, it makes me feel good about myself. DC too? Yeah. Yeah. Was this when the newscaster does the sports? No, I think she's actually their hockey analyst. Major surgery was needed to fix the Canucks. The Caps are a big deal there. Not to her. <laughs> We're laughing with you, not at you. Uh, some of us are laughing at you. Rick Tukid was hired. <laughs> oh. Major surgery was needed to fix the Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> <Love it. laughs> 
I would do that. I'm laughing because it's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> I've probably called them the Vancouver Canucks before. Probably so. Yeah. You've probably heard me say that before. We've both oh, done God. it. Uh, Vancouver Can Canucks. <laughs> the Can Canucks. Vancouver Can Canucks. You hey, should. I did it with Goran even even Isavit. You were 14 years old. <laughs> I mean, we're going to cut you some slack, all right? Uh, Major surgery was needed to fix the Canucks. <laughs> got the scalpel. We need some major we hockey the Canucks. We need to operate. We need some. Rick Tukid was hired. <laughs> we're having too much fun at someone else's expense. We all Bruce make mistakes. Are the, are the Hawks undergoing major surgery right now? They're winning games. I don't know what's going on. I know. It's awful. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was... Vancouver uh, Can Canucks. <laughs> Tyler, I'm surprised you didn't save the following story for a nice round of Florida or Ohio. It felt a little too easy, I Man think. breaks into Joe's Crab Shack in Fort Myers and poops on the floor. <laughs> That's okay. No, it's not okay. <laughs> a man Florida. defecated on the floor of a restaurant in Fort Myers after breaking in early Saturday morning and stealing alcohol and other items. Fort Myers Police Department needs help identifying the suspect. Oh. According to the uh, local police, around 2.30 a.m. Saturday, the suspect climbed through a small window at Joe's Crab Shack. Suspect then stole various items, including alcohol, and defecated on the floor of the restaurant before leaving. Well, I mean, are you just, what's inspiring you, you to do that's that? Li it's like the wet bandit, how they would uh, turn the water on and they would leave their mark. He's leaving his mark. I don't get it. I think like, he, if you had to go, it's got to be more he, comfortable he, he, going he, to the bathroom. He, this was intentional. Yeah, take that. He, he's leaving his mark. It's sort of like farting in a police officer's face if you're in the UK and you get pulled over. Yeah, I think it's, more, it's more like a take that. Here, here right. you go. I've been here. How do you like me now? Oh, man. Rick Tukit was here. <laughs> Bruce Baudreau. Rick Tukit was hired. I can't, honestly, can't get to the sports right now. I don't want to. Uh, do you know what impresses kids at birthday parties? Here's a study for you. Take. A New Year birthday planning is fast approaching, but some uh, assembly may be required. The average kid's birthday party involves 16 guests. Nine presents and three hours of celebration. That's too long. A, re a recent survey of 2,000 parents with kids ages 3 to 12 found that 73% say their youngsters are not so easy to impress. We're going. We're, we're trying to plan Braxton's seventh birthday right now. Okay. We're, we're trying to. We're trying to figure some stuff out. According to parents, kids expect their favorite food. 67%. Uh, and clowns or costumed characters, 56%, for their birthday party, more so than inflatable play sets or laser tag. As for party themes, 81% of parents received a specific request from their kids with unicorns rising to the top and video game-themed birthdays among kids' popular picks. You remember when you were uh, not happy with the parents who were sending the Grinch in to their homes and filming it? My wife and I, last <laughs> night, she showed me the one. Where the kids were absolutely terrified. She's laughing hysterically. It's and I was so like, funny. It's funny. It is, but, it's but I'm like, it's, not, it's wrong. Oh my God, those have kids are going to be terrorized. Have you seen the birthday party with the dinosaur? No. This is, it's a little kid's birthday party. They got a bounce house. 
And then they they a lot they let in the dinosaur, oh. and it's somebody in this huge dinosaur costume, and these kids must be three, and they are screaming like they're being invaded by a real dinosaur, and they're all running and they're being terrorized, and these parents are laughing like it's the funniest thing. Oh yeah, and they're jumping into the bounce house like it's their safe their safe haven. Yeah. And it's really a mean so are thing. You, are you and Allie contemplating terrorizing Braxton and his no, friends? No, no, no. They're too old for that. Like they would oh, really they would have to, to dress up in something, huh? You need him to dress up in a, a Grinch costume? Yeah, get Tyler. Tyler will do it. <laughs> Give him a couple bucks. He'll be over there doing it, terrorizing kids, won't you? No, but when you were saying dressing up in stuff, uh, it just made me remember that. Yeah, so I what, are you guys, you what are you guys deciding on? Again, like when you said three hours, I don't know if there's any other parents. Mallory, I don't know if you've been there. 90 minutes, that's it. 90 in and out. There's no more food. You get dessert and that's it. There's cake. In and out. Any birthday party now that I hear that's more than 90 minutes, too long. I've always thought two hours was a, was a good spot. Yeah. Good. Having a good old sleepover and make it last for 12 or 18 hours. Well, if you want my kids for two hours, that's fine. But I'm not hosting anything. I'm not hosting your kids for any more than 90 minutes. It's it. There's a it's, clock running. It's, it's 90 when minutes. It, when it hits 90 minutes, everyone's escorted out minutes. of the house. We'll play. You know what? We'll play, a little, we'll play some sports. Yeah. We'll have a cake. Sing a birthday song. Get a goodie bag. You're gone. That's good. Back to your parents. All right, when we come back, I got a, another good hockey story for you and uh fire festival story. Let's now turn to the courts of tennis. Major surgery was needed to fix the Canucks. Goran even even Isovich. Vancouver can Canucks. Well, Bo knows football. Bo knows baseball. Bruce Boudreau. For Night Report Sports, I'm Mark Silverman. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. I believe uh, Kyle Shanahan just, did he just speak, Tyler? Yeah. And he, he said uh, of note, because it was something you and I were talking about, uh, he would be very surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo was available for their game Sunday against the Eagles. So it looks like even if Brad, I, I agreed with you that if Jimmy was available and Brock Purdy struggled early, despite the fact that Jimmy hasn't played forever, I think that Kyle Shanahan would no ha- have no problem going to Jimmy, but it looks like they no. don't think Jimmy's going to be available. Not going to be healthy. So, uh, again, I, <clears throat> I'm no interest in any of the sports or stuff. Did you see this? <laughs> the day after This is another... Per- well, we'll get to that yeah. later. Yeah. This is another story for you. For both of us. <clears throat> Increasing fine for left lane slow pokes gets quick traction. Columbia, South Carolina, a bill allowing police to charge a bigger fine for people driving slow in the left lane of interstates and other multi-lane highways is one of the first to be taken up at the South Carolina State House in 2023. A Senate subcommittee Tuesday, last Tuesday, approved increasing the fine from $25 to up to $100 and giving most of the increased amount to the state highway patrol. Lawmakers passed the so-called slowpoke bill in 2021 over roughly a year 
State troopers wrote nearly 500 tickets. It requires drivers in the left lane to move over if a car comes up behind them and the right lane is clear. I love it, but aren't most people who... Like, I I think this is uh, more of a common courtesy, and I... I'm very fond of it, but aren't most people who are going fast in the left lane speeding, too? That's exactly what I was thinking, Sylvie. Is in practice, it sounds like a good plan to put in place, but the reality is most people are speeding that are driving in the left lane. So you're not really going to meet the situation, except unless you have extreme cases, you know, where people are. What if you're going 45 and a 65 in the left lane? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Does that you think that happens? Four going forty five anywhere should be not tolerated, but especially in the left lane. I'm just, I, hey, listen, maybe this the rule on the books just serves as a deterrent. If you know the rule, you're not going to do it, which then will create less dangerous environment. Feel like though the people who are going thirty five or forty five in the left lane are oblivious to the rules. And anyway. guess what? They're going to pay a hundred bucks for doing so. That's what you get for that, Mister. Okay, That's all I'm saying. You drive 45 in the, in the fast lane. Listen, I would argue that that's more dangerous than pretty much anything. Me too. Uh, Netflix is offering to pay up to $385,000 for a flight attendant. $385,000 for a flight attendant? Netflix is hiring a flight attendant for one of its private jets with the successful applicant being paid as much as $385,000 a year. The streaming giant says it is looking for candidates with independent judgment, discretion, and outstanding customer service skills. They should also be able to operate with little direction and a lot of self-motivation. So, if you're interested. So, they're hiring one flight attendant yeah, for, yes. for the Netflix jet? Yeah. Who do they who do they take around? The overall market range for this role is typically sixty grand to three hundred and eighty five thousand. The market range is based on total compensation, uh, which is in line with the compensation philosophy, Netflix said in a job listing on its website. Go so, get it. Yeah. So three hundred and eighty five thousand dollars potentially for you if in fact you uh, you successfully apply for that uh, job. I like it. So I got through the whole thing basically with outside of the hockey report, the important hockey report. Um, okay. Gave us more time to talk football afterwards. Yes. Um, there was a, a, an interesting report from Adam Schefter this weekend about Aaron Rodgers' future. And could it be elsewhere? And the man who's going to join us next, Robert Mays, is one of our favorite football guests. He told us that this was a possibility months ago. So I will uh, play you the Schefter report, and then we will talk to Mays about that, about the Bears, his favorite football team, and about the playoff weekend. So uh, we will talk to Robert Mays about the NFL coming up next.